0: only access at Paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show.
1: Hello again, everyone. This is Paul Stone and welcome to episode 139 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. And this week's podcast is going to focus on a few college football teams, which I believe have been offseason winners to this point, mostly in the portal, but also through impactful players choosing to return to school uh, rather than declare early for the NFL draft. This week's episode, again, episode 139, titled, Comings and Goings. Uh, In today's college football, you know the sports transfer portal, if you follow the sport closely, which I know many of you listeners do, the transfer portal, it just seems to function like year-round free agency. You know, resulting in teams being able to significantly make over their rosters uh, from one season to the next, for good or bad, uh, for that matter, uh, depending on who's coming and who's going. You know, this week I'm going to present three teams, which I believe have clearly been teams that have won the offseason to this point. All three, uh, in my opinion, will be ranked in the AP preseason top 10. Uh, Two are slam dunks, I think you'll agree, and the third really is a a near slam dunk. I'd call it a layup. So we're going to start with the team uh, that some might not view as an automatic preseason top 10 entering the 2024 season, but I think they're really close. And before I announce that first team, I want to point out, as I record uh, for time reference, it is Friday, January 26th, a little bit before 9.30 a.m. Central Time. In that first team, uh, we're going to look at as a uh, pre an off-season winner in college football in terms of personnel changes and so forth entering 2024 to this point, the Mississippi Rebels. Uh, the Rebels, first of all, they already have a solid quarterback on campus in Jackson Dart. Uh, they clearly have uh, fortified their lineup, in my opinion, again, on both sides of the ball through quality portal additions. You know, first of all, we're going to start with the negative from uh, Mississippi's perspective, talk about the Rebels' significant loss uh, before moving on, uh, again, to the positive additions. Somewhat surprisingly, in my opinion, that loss, um, and and I'll say this, it can't be a total surprise when an elite uh, college football player, elects to take his talents and take up address in Columbus, Ohio. But Mississippi All-SEC running back uh, Kinshine Judkins, he's rushed for over 2,700 career yards in his first two seasons of college football. He left Oxford for Ohio State. Again, You know, to me anyway, a pretty big surprise. So Judkins to Ohio State, uh, that is Ole Miss's most significant roster loss, but to the good now. You know, some media, first of all, media types have labeled Mississippi head coach Lane Kiffin as the portal king. You know, he's certainly no stranger to bolstering his roster via the portal. He was one of the big winners in the portal last year as well. Uh, And the Rebels, in my opinion, again, have perhaps been the biggest winner uh, this season in the portal to this point. And the reason, it's important to note, the reason I say to this point is because the spring transfer portal window, it opens up April 15th and continues through April 30th. So the last half of April, when just about every team has just now concluding spring practice with their spring game or has previously concluded spring practice, players, college football players, will have another opportunity to switch schools post-spring practice. We likely, uh, with history as our guide, won't see as many big-name players switching schools uh, when compared to the early window, but there will certainly be some notable movement. Uh, But back to Mississippi. You know, outside of Judkins, uh, again, the portal largely positive for the Rebels to this point. Starting on offense, uh, the Rebels have added... A handful of quality offensive linemen, yeah, championship football teams—they have a common denom. They have many, several common denominators, but certainly one of those is they're going to have a quality offensive line because college football more and more is an offensive game, and that offensive line is co- is kind of the engine uh, that makes the whole thing go. The rebels have added again a handful of quality offensive linemen, and that begins with two starters off Washington's. Joe Moore, award-winning offensive line this past season. Uh, Offensive guards Nate Kalepo and uh, Julius Bulow, both have transferred from the University of Washington, which was a playoff uh, team in the 14 playoff this past season. They transferred from Washington to Mississippi. Uh, At the skill positions, you know, the most notable additions appear to be, first of all, running back Logan Diggs. He gained a total... Uh, of almost 1,500 yards, averaged over five yards a carry the last two years uh, at stops at Notre Dame uh, and LSU. So got a uh, proven running back, uh, not at the level of Judkins, uh, but certainly someone uh, who has shown some production at the Power Five level. And then at the uh, receiver position, they had a proven playmaker. Uh, He was... uh, hampered by injuries this past year, was not healthy during 2023. But back in 2022, this addition, South Carolina transfer Juice Wells in 2022 had 68 catches for 928 yards, so almost a 1,000 yards receiving back in 2022 uh, for South Carolina. He is now with the Mississippi Rebels. Uh, On defense, you know, I think this is really where Mississippi – Uh, has gotten better, and first of all, added uh, proven commodities uh, defensively at all three levels. And not only proven commodities, but at the Power 5 level. I think it's important when guys transfer in, you look at those statistics, but all statistics are not accomplished equally. If you're at a big-time Power 5 school in a competitive conference, a high-level conference, it's different than if you're at a group of five conference. Certainly some of those group of five transfers will be highly productive at their new Power Five destination, but I certainly give more credence uh, or uh, support to uh, players coming from the Power Five level if they have been productive indeed at that level. And some of the players at Mississippi has added defensively. We're certainly going to start with Texas A&M transfer Five-star defensive tackle Walter Nolan. If you remember Nolan's recruitment, uh, this guy was graded as the nation's top overall recruit uh, in the class of 2022 20, uh, by ESPN. This past season at A&M, eight and AM. and 85 tackles for loss, four sacks. Uh, this guy could really solidify the Rebels' interior defensive line. So a big pickup for Kiffin in uh, Mississippi. They also add a quality linebacker uh, who also has SEC experience. In Arkansas, transfer Chris Paul Jr. had 84, uh, 74 tackles rather this past season for the Hogs. And then in the secondary, the Rebels had a total of six defensive backs. And three of those defensive backs have started double-digit games at the Power 5 level. So they have experience playing Power 5 football as a starter. Uh, So a lot of uh, improvements, I think, that we'll see in that Mississippi defense this year. Last year, after their bowl victory, Mississippi finishes the season number nine in both of the major polls. So I don't think it's a stretch to say uh, that Mississippi is going to be a top 10 team, but it's going to be interesting to see what Mississippi will be able to accomplish in 2024 with their uh, new players. They do host Georgia in obviously one of the bigger games of the entire season. One sportsbook already has a line on that as one of its games of the year. Georgia listed as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite currently in Oxford over Ole Miss. Another team we're going to look at is going to be the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State's a team uh, that will be a certain top five preseason entry, probably uh, top three, and the Buckeyes' inclusion largely based on a handful of all-star caliber performers electing to stay in Columbus for another year rather than opt for the NFL. We'll start on offense and wide receiver Emeka Ibuka. Back in 2022, 74 catches for 1,151 yards, so he's been a big-time receiver with big-time numbers. He elected to put off the NFL for a year, as did uh, running back Travion Henderson. Henderson has 2,745 career rushing yards in three seasons in Columbus. Henderson going to be joined in what will be perhaps college football's strongest backfield, going to be joined by the aforementioned Judkins, who is transferring from Mississippi. So that's going to be a one-two punch in the backfield. Uh, That's going to be big time if it remains intact Entering the 2024 season and in college football, you know, you just never know what can happen with the portal again being open seemingly all season. Uh, They could be uh, minus one of those guys at the start of the year, but looks like they're going to have both. And if they do, man, that's going to be a big time backfield there in Columbus. You know, it's no secret, I don't think too many people would argue it, but this past season, 2023, the Buckeyes did not get championship-level quarterback play. Uh, Last year's starter, Kyle McCord, uh, at the end of the regular season, surprisingly transfers to Syracuse, of all places. Uh, That left the Buckeyes searching uh, for an experienced uh, signal caller in the transfer portal. And although the jury's, you know, fairly mixed on the qualifications of his likely replacement, Ohio State starting quarterback, again, likely will be Kansas State transfer Will Howard, who has four seasons of Power Five experience uh, at Kansas State again, served as the Wildcats' uh, primary signal caller in each of the past two seasons. First of all, he's got some escapability. He can run the football a little bit. Not going to gain a 1,000 yards rushing in a season, but he can, uh, he can move it down the field if you don't keep your eye on him. But in the passing game during his career at Kansas State, Howard only completed 59% of his pass attempts through a total of 25 interceptions, an interception rate of 3.2%, which is too high for a national title contender. So he's going to have to you know, get that under control. And it is also fair to point out, though, Howard, he certainly, while Kansas State's, you know, a top-level program, certainly not surrounded with quite this collection of skill, position, talent at Kansas State uh, as he will be at Ohio State. Uh, Looking at the Buckeyes defense, they got some really good news uh, when defensive ends Jack Sawyer and JT Tumaloa uh, elected to uh, stay there in Columbus. They arguably will enter the 2024 season as college football's top defensive end tandem. And then about a week ago, uh, the defense, man, they got another uh, just piece of good news. When they landed one of the top players in the portal period, when Alabama safety Caleb Downs bolted Tuscaloosa uh, on the heels of uh, Nick Saban's retirement landing in Columbus. Downs, if you recall, he was a top 15 overall recruit in the class of 2023. And man, uh, he did not disappoint uh, as far as that uh, advanced billing. As a true freshman, started for the Crimson Tide from day one, led Alabama in tackles this past season with 107 tackles, made two interceptions. The Georgia product, he could, uh, you know, safe to say he could be the nation's top safety in all of college football in 2024 as a true sophomore. So a big time, uh, addition there for the Buckeyes at safety and Caleb Downs, the Buckeyes, they're a team. Uh, they need to get better on the offensive line and they need to find some help at linebacker. Uh, but they are clearly a national championship contender. I want to get back to the, um, uh, quarterback situation there at Ohio State. Five-star quarterback Julian Sayin Now, he transferred in from Alabama just earlier this week uh, within the past, I think, about five days. A big-time, again, uh, five-star recruit, I believe, out of the state of California. He could challenge Howard. You know, I never, though, personally expect a true freshman to start his first season, regardless of the hype. It's just such a uh, adjustment period for most high schoolers just getting acclimated to college life, the speed of the actual game, just so many factors, so many moving parts going on. So I don't know that Sayen's going to challenge Howard uh, for the starting position, but he certainly uh, apparently has that type of ability. The Buckeyes quarterback room of five, uh, recently lauded. If you follow the sport closely, you probably have heard this. They've, uh, some people have lauded uh, the Buckeyes quarterback room. Five people in that room right now. as college football's quote-unquote deepest. But I would point out that among those five, only Howard to this point has been productive at the collegiate level. Uh, and again, his results have been mixed. I'll also predict, for whatever it's worth, that when the 2024 season kicks off, Two of these three quarterbacks, those three quarterbacks on Ohio State's roster right now being Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Nolan, two of those three are going to be playing elsewhere at the start of the 2024 season. Uh, I would place the line at uh, probably one and a half quarterbacks, you know. Uh, will the, how many current Ohio State quarterbacks will be playing elsewhere at the start of the 2024 season. We'll put the total at one and a half. We'll put the over at minus 140. The no at plus 120. And I just made that kind of up on the fly here. So hopefully you followed along, but just having a little fun there. But I think two of those three guys, guys want to play, especially at the quarterback position. And I think among Brown, Keenholz, and Nolan, two of those guys, uh, at the start of the 2024 season, will not be on the Ohio State roster. I think it's safe to say at least one of them won't. I think mean, most people would probably agree with that, not knowing exactly at this point who that quarterback would be. Uh, but the numbers, there's too many people in that room right now and uh, guys who will have the opportunity perhaps to play elsewhere, if not in Columbus. So lastly, we're going to look at the University of Texas. And, uh, now about to enter his fourth season in Austin, Steve Sarkeesian, He can now selectively use the portal to address needs with proven performers at the Power 5 level rather than have to at least partially build his roster through the portal. A lot of these new coaches who come into situations first year, you know, a lot of players are going to be moving out of the program through the portal. So you have to replace those exiting players. As the title says, comings and goings, you have to replace those exiting players with new players. And I, uh, I think that really a good example of a guy who's kind of where Sarkeesian was and, and maybe even more so than Sarkeesian was his first year in Austin, the first year Texas A&M head coach, Mike Elko there in college station. You know, I think they've, got close to almost 25 new players on the roster. So he's not fortifying and supplementing his roster uh, with just handpicked guys. He's having to build his roster. He's having to create depth, numbers at position groups. He's having to extensively utilize the roster. And that's just part of the, the rebuild in many cases for first-year head coaches, what uh, Mike Elko is facing right now there at uh, College Station. But, but uh, back to Texas again. After qualifying uh, this past season for college football's four-team playoff, Texas lost their top four receivers. Uh, they have clearly addressed that need, though, in the portal. They've added a number of uh, players. We'll start with Alabama wide receiver Isaiah Bond. He had 48 catches for 668 yards this past season, including their dramatic game-winning touchdown catch in the regular season finale against Auburn. Longhorns have also added Oregon State uh, wide receiver Silas Bolden. Bolden this past year's 54 catches for 746 yards. Another addition, Houston wide receiver Matthew Golden, 38 catches for 404 yards this past season. Golden had some uh, missing time due to injury, but he did have one of his better games, ironically, of the 2023 season against the Longhorns in a near upset of Texas. Golden against Texas in an October loss, narrow loss to the Longhorns. Golden, seven catches for 88 yards and two touchdowns. And then another addition in the uh, passing game, Alabama tied in Amari Niblack. Niblack finished uh, this past season with 20 catches for 327 yards. Defensively, no secret. uh, And fair to say, I think for the past several seasons, the Longhorns have been uh, lacking, if you will, a big-time edge rusher. Uh, They may have landed one, though, certainly in Trey Moore. Uh, Who had 14 sacks and 17 and a half tackles for loss this past season for nearby Texas San Antonio? Uh, They also get a significant uh, player in the back of the defense, get a proven Power Five performer in hometown. Boy, this guy's actually from Austin, Andrew uh, Mukaba. He started 31 games for Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, so he's played a lot of football has 143 career tackles, uh, also has broken up a total of 16 passes during his career. So uh, he's going to be a big-time addition and a day-one starter for the Longhorns. Uh, Getting back to wide receivers Bolden and Golden, important to note (laughs) that both of these guys have exhibited uh, big-time playmaking ability in the return game. Bolden last year in 2023 had a punt return for a touchdown Golden had two, not one, but two kickoff returns for touchdowns this past season. And with Xavier Worthy uh, now off to the NFL, look for big things for the Longhorns in the return game, again, from Bolden and Golden. It'll be interesting to hear those names uh, recited back to back. Now for a quick plug for Paul Stone Sports, you can get the remainder of the college football, college football, the college basketball season for just 229 through the national title game. Really, yeah, right now in the middle uh, of a rough stretch recently. But more importantly, you know, for those more concerned about long-term uh, rather than small sample size results, I picked 54% Uh, of my selections, my premium selections against the spread since the start of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, That's almost 900 regular season releases again since the start of 2019-2020 as monitored. Important to note by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. So been on a little bit of a rough stretch recently. Uh, Hope to get out of it soon, so it might be a good time to join If interested, please visit PaulStoneSports.org. Again, that's PaulStoneSports.org. You'll also find my 2024 college football full-season bonus package already available on the site. You might take a look at that as well. Now to my quick... Complimentary selection in college basketball this weekend, since the lines are not quite out yet, even the overnight lines, I'm going to have to project the line in this game being played tomorrow afternoon, as I record, tomorrow afternoon being Saturday, January 27th, and we're going to look at a game in the Pac-12, highly ranked top 10 Arizona, traveling to Eugene to face Oregon. I project Arizona to be a six-point road favorite here. Could be, you know, five-and-a-half. But Arizona, first of all, and I don't like this fact, but Arizona last night, Thursday, January 25th, they go to Corvallis to play Oregon State. I, I think probably inarguably arguably the least talented or the worst team in the Pac-12, to put it bluntly. Arizona favored on the road at Oregon State by 18-and-a-half points. They fall to the Beavers 83 to 80. So they lose on the road as an 18 and a half point favorite. Uh, just underscoring the fact that in Power Five basketball and even any conference, it is tough to win on the road. Arizona now, two days later, will go to Eugene again to face Oregon. This is an Oregon team that's finally healthy. Uh, they've got their two big guys back, been without those guys most of the season. This is not the same team that the Ducks have put on the floor most of the season to this point. And Oregon getting six points, I like, even, you know, probably as few as five. I don't want to go go any lower than that. But let's say Oregon plus the points, as low as plus five, take the Ducks tomorrow, Saturday, January 27th, plus the points over highly ranked Arizona. That's going to do it for another edition of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. I uh, hope you're enjoying uh, your opening month of uh, the new year, 2024. Until next time, signing off once again, I'm Paul Stone.
0: Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast.